This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The losing streak continues for Pitt basketball. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cohen, and Pitt has now lost five games in a row. They lost at home to Clemson. They lost at Virginia Tech. They lost at Florida State, obviously a tough game. They lost at home against Virginia, and then they got blown out at home against Syracuse. So a five-game losing streak, and I got to be honest, I'm just done with this season. I am just done with this season. It, The season has plateaued. The season has hit a wall. We're not going to learn anything else this season. Nothing's going to get better this season. Nothing of consequence is going to happen this season. I'm just done. And I know that sounds sort of weird for someone who hosts a podcast on Pitt to say that that they're just kind of done and they, they, they're a little bit checked out. But I can't help it. I am. This team, I said earlier in the year, it's it can be fun because it's sort of like watching, and I made this analogy before, it's sort of like watching the process era Sixers where you start to see, okay, what guys are going to fit in, who's, who's going to be where, who's someone who can be a long-term piece of this team and who's not. But in this case, uh, at this point in the season, that's just not there anymore. I think we all pretty much know what this team is and what they have and the players that they have. But at this point, nothing really matters for the rest of the year. Nothing this year, for the remainder of this year, is really going to affect too much of what we're expecting for next year. Because, again, this team has just hit a wall. They've plateaued, and nobody cares that much anymore. And that is a dangerous spot to be in for a basketball program. But that's just how things are right now. Now, they've got two more regular season games. They've got a game this weekend at NC State. Possible they win, but tough. And then they've got a game at Georgia Tech uh, on, on Wednesday. Again, possible they win. They've uh, they've beaten Georgia Tech uh, a couple weeks ago, but that's going to be tough. And it's it's very possible that this team loses out. That would mean seven in a row, and then they could lose the first round of the ACC tournament, and then that's the season. And while, of course, you want to see the team go far and you want to see the team make a run, I, one, I just don't see it, and two... I just don't know what that would provide. I mean, of course, it would help with recruiting and fan morale and all that stuff. But at this point, I am just kind of done with this season because it it just feels like nothing is going to fundamentally change for the remainder of the season and this team moving forward. I just can't see what is supposed to be different about this team down the line than we've already seen. Because basically what we know from this team is the two main stars, Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowans, 
have, I don't know if they've regressed or just not gotten any better. I would argue they've actually regressed, which is horrible. Uh, Xavier Johnson, they were talking about maybe some some NBA draft buzz. He has not done much at all. Uh, he's averaging about 12 points per game, five assists per game. But for a guy who's supposed to be the best player on your team, who was last year, that's not going to cut it. In this game against Syracuse, again, it was a blowout. He had five points. You just cannot have that. You absolutely cannot have that. He has regressed, no doubt about it. And then Trey McGowan's, he's 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 done maybe a tiny bit better. I, I don't know, but a lot of times he looks checked out. Defensively, there have been some struggles. He's averaging 12 points, just over three and a half assists per game. Uh, against uh, Syracuse, he had eight points, two assists. Both of these guys were supposed to be the leaders of this team. They were supposed to be the people to bring this program to the next level. And now you're wondering if there's room for them on this team. I mean, Jeff Capel made a comment after the the loss against Syracuse that there are some guys uh, on this team that uh, that that he says that they just they're they're not they're taking playing a pit and wearing a pit uniform for granted. And he said, "quote And frankly, that pisses me off that they are not uh, really really fighting hard to be a pit panther and and really giving it their all every single game out there." And you have to think he means he's talking about Trey Young. Uh, or <laughs> Trey Young. Uh, Pitt can only wish they had Trey Young. Trey McGowan's. And, you know, it, this does just seem like they've gotten to the point where you have to wonder how, how good are these guys going to be? Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's were supposed to be your two best players. They were supposed to be the people to lead this team back to prominence. And now you have to serious, seriously question if they're going to do it. And again, that's why I'm just sort of done uh, with, with this season, because what else are we going to learn? Are, are they going to drastically turn things around in the last two games and in the ACC tournament? Are they going to go on a huge run? No. We've seen what they are this year. It's been a big disappointment. You take that and you move forward. I just don't see anything drastically changing about your supposed two best players. Now, the one bright side for Pitt is Justin Champagny. Looks incredibly legit. He had a monster game against Syracuse. 13 points, but 17 rebounds, which is just unheard of. He's a freshman from Brooklyn, and he really looks like he can be a star. He looks like what Xavier and Trey looked like last year. He looks like someone that you can build a program around who's going to be one of the best players, uh, not just on your team, but one of the better players in the conference in just a couple of years, and a guy who can lead you back to the NCAA tournament. Now, again, we said that last year about a couple of players. They regressed, so we'll see. But certainly, that has been the bright side. But for the most part, I think at this point, you're just waiting. You're waiting for some new recruits to come in, for some new blood to come in, maybe for the development to be there, for Champagne to get a little bit better, for uh, Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's to get back on track, whatever that's going to take. At this point, it just seems like you're kind of waiting for next season, because nothing this year is going to fundamentally change. You're going to have to get some new players in, you're going to have to... you know, drastically change how some of the current players are developing. And we're not going to see that in these last few games. So you just sort of go, what's the point? And again, that's a dangerous spot for the program to be in. Uh, and, and it's remarkably frustrating, but you do start to check out when this team 
has lost multiple games in a row, and it doesn't look like they're going to do much down the stretch to, to close out the, the regular season or in the uh, ACC tournament. And you just don't feel like there's much of a point in watching or seeing, because what's the point? The team's going to lose. It's not going to be that close, and you're, you're not going to learn too much about the team. That's the feeling that's starting to develop, and that's a bad spot. So at this point, you, you're just sort of ready for the season to end. You regroup, and you try again next year. The one piece of good news is that Jeff Capel seems to realize where things are, and he seems to be just as frustrated as I am, as you are, as everyone, because he says post-game, again, these, these last few games, and then certainly after the Syracuse game, because things got so bad, and it was such a drastic result, and, and just all of these all of these things, uh, it's very clear that he recognizes that where things are are unacceptable, that uh, it was just a flat-out embarrassment. And you can almost see him excited to have a team of some new guys uh, out on the floor next year because of the frustration that he clearly has with some of the guys on this team and, and what they're able to do. And so you see him after these losses, after these really tough games, and, you know, he's out there saying that he's exceptionally frustrated. It pisses him off. The players aren't fighting hard. It seems like a lot of times that Jeff Capel is the only one that, that really cares, that hasn't hit the end of the season, that he, he's the only one that is going out and trying to win every single game, like it's the NCAA tournament, whereas everyone else is sort of where we are, which is just sort of checked out and ready for the season to be done. And it, it's okay for fans or analysts to have that attitude. It's certainly not okay for players to have that attitude. And it seems like that's where most of this team is. And again, that's troubling. But the good piece, the piece of good news is that Jeff Capel certainly uh, does not seem to to be calm about any of this. He he seems angry. And he should be. He said uh, in, in the post game, someone asked him if he thinks this pit team has improved over the past couple months. Because anytime you ask any college coach, and, and I've worked with a lot of them, anytime you ask them what they, they say, we just want to improve game after game. We want to get better every single day. We want to get better every single practice, every game. We just want to keep improving game in, game out, day in, day out. That's Coach Speak 101. They just want to improve. Whether the result happens, whatever, they just want to improve. And so then when you ask Jeff Capel, has this team improved over the last few months? And he says, no. He says, I mean, maybe a little bit, but certainly not, you know, in the past few months. He, he doesn't think that they have. And that's a problem. Again, he recognizes the problem, so that's a, that's a good thing. But that just goes to show that he sees the problem. He's seen it for a while now. Again, there's been now five straight losses. And there's just nothing he can do to turn things around. And so you're really just, you're at the point where you're just ready to shut it down. I know he's not, but you're ready to just shut it down, get some new players in here, change the environment, change the culture, and uh, and, and try to switch things up a little bit. Because where things are right now, unacceptable to Pitt fans, unacceptable to Jeff Capel. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really tough because it's hard to find silver linings in this team's games down the stretch. You can find, you know, earlier in the season, they had some big wins, they had some upsets, they were in really close games, and there were a lot of moral victories. At this point, there just aren't any victories, and 
it, it's starting to take a toll, and it's taking a toll on the players, and, and Cable's frustrated. Again, he has every right to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And normally, you know, if this were earlier in the season, I would say, well, you got to do something. You got to turn things around. You got to try this. At this point, again, what is going to really change? What's going to fundamentally change? Nothing. So you know what you've got on this current team. You know who you've got coming in for the most part. And you just sort of take that and, and go from there. You try to win at least one of these last two games so you don't completely stumble to the end. You, you maybe try to win a game in the uh, ACC tournament, but then that's going to be it. That's going to be the season. And you wonder if maybe the youth and the inexperience is a part of it because some of these guys are more used to a high school basketball schedule. They're not used to playing a, a schedule this long. I don't know. But either way, this this team has hit a wall. And I, th- I think a lot of people, a lot of people who watch pit basketball are just ready for it to be over. And uh, and I certainly can't blame that them at all. Uh, when it comes to Panther of the Week, um, there, there aren't too many options. I've got to be honest. There are not too many options. Because you take a look at the team... Really, the only person who could qualify at all is Justin Champagny, and uh, I think we've given it to him before. He could certainly qualify. I guess you could go with him. I'm going to say the Oakland Zoo, because they've done a great job, and uh, I don't think I've given them anything yet this season. They've done a great job. This is their first year being on TV since Heather Legg, the athletic director, had the cameras flipped, the court flipped, so that now... When the TV cameras are filming a game, the Oakland Zoo is on the far side, and so you can see them on TV as opposed to maybe just seeing a couple backs, which was the case before, which was abysmal. And it's insane that it took this long uh, for an athletic director to realize the obvious, but Heather Light got it done. Now the Oakland Zoo's on TV. They've looked great. They've had different theme games. They've had uh, the other day was uh, blue and white, uh, blue and uh, yellow stripe, blue and gold stripe, and so they striped out the peat, and uh, and and that looked great. They're uh, the, you know they've had blackouts, blueouts, goldouts, whatever. They they've done a great job as they always do. But it, you know it's certainly tough. I got to pit my first year was the year that Pitt just bottomed out. It was the year after Butler, and uh, everything was just just terrible. That was the Ashton Gibbs was the only senior left uh, season and, and things were awful. And it was tough. The Oakland Zoo was kind of empty for a handful of games. And I know when this team isn't a top program, it has been tough to get the Oakland Zoo to be filled. But major credit to the Oakland Zoo. They've gotten a ton of people there. When they're there, they get really loud. They get really excited. And, uh, you know, the Pete, when this team is better, the Pete, no doubt about it, is going to go back to being one of the toughest places to play in college basketball. So uh, we'll go Oakland Zoo, Panther of the Week, Justin Champagny shout-out as well for being, I guess you could say, the one bright spot of this season. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of Unscripted. Sort of a short episode, but I don't know how long I could go on saying 
that this team is just exhausting and that I'm just ready for the season to be over. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing sort of a, a year in review episode following the last regular season game of the year. That'll be against Georgia Tech. So that'll come out later in the week uh, after Wednesday, March 4th, and uh, hoping to have a special guest. So we're going to do sort of a season review there, even though, of course, the ACC tournament will be coming up. Preview that a little bit. And then after that, it's going to sort of transition into a general college basketball podcast because Pitt won't be playing anymore, uh, won't be talking about them. But certainly, March Madness is always thrilling. Of course, you want to see Pitt in it, and it's more fun when Pitt's in it. But March Madness is always a blast, and so we'll be talking about the conference tournaments. We'll be talking about the NCAA tournament. I'll be giving my predictions that are sure to go wrong, but, you know, we're just going to have some fun with it. So... Again, that's it for this episode of Unscripted. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for Cardiac Hill uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Store, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. You can do that. Please subscribe to us on whichever platform you use. Uh, that's, that's a huge help. And uh, you can still listen to us on CardiacHill.com. Uh, the episodes will always be there, and uh, check out the rest of the website for all the great uh, written content on Cardiac Hill. So, again, thank you so much. We'll be back next week to sort of recap the regular season, again, hoping for a special guest. Until next time, we'll see if Pitt can find a win of their last two regular season games. I'm Corey Cohen, signing off from Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast.